0: I'm Melissa Bonzek, and welcome to episode 74 of Books Cubed, the show where I chat with authors you should be reading. It is Thursday, August 20th, 2020, and if you're watching on video, you notice our new logo behind me there, and um, yeah, you might have noticed in the podcast, uh, it used to be yellow, now it's pink, and I love it very much, and I'll put a link in the show notes to the company that created the logo for me. They did a great job. Today, we're going to get right into the show. We are doing a writing prompt show. And uh, my co-author, Lisa Mahoney, and I wrote a series of six books, five genres and one genre mashup, and you roll dice to create writing prompts. And there's thousands, 6,000, over 6,000 in each book that you can come up with just working from what's on the pages. And then you can use prompts from multiple pages if you want to go even over farther over the 6,000. So what we do is we have people join us and we write for 20, 25, sometimes 30 minutes. And I cut out all that writing part so you don't have to watch that. So we roll the dice, we get our prompts, we start writing, I cut, we come back, everybody reads. It's a lot of fun. And we are joined by Tony Bruno, who is a very good friend of mine from eons and eons ago. I've known him forever. known him so long the last time i saw him i think uh i was holding his daughter she was a baby (laughs) she's got two kids now holy cow anyway so let's jump right in and um i think you're gonna love this show i'll see you after okay so uh with me today let me introduce everybody first with me as always is my co-author lisa mahoney and joining us today is Tony Bruno, who is writing space opera. Yes, I, I am. We'll finish soon. It's very good. I've been reading along. Thank you. And uh, we are going to roll dice today, and that will determine which book we are working from. So Lisa has her wonderful die with her there. There we go. So go ahead and roll that sucker, and let's see what genre we're working in. Two. Oh, we're working in horror. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. Yay. All right.
0: Okay. So now what happens is Lisa is going to randomly pick a set of um, a, a set of elements. And then we are going to roll dice to find out what our elements are. Then we're going to write for, I always say 20 minutes and I'm always the one going, I need more time, but okay. we'll start with 20 minutes. So, uh, um, you Ready? We're ready. Okay, so
2: this is the horror book I just opened. I actually opened to a page that just had journal lines on it, so I I went back one.
1: I have a bag of dice.
0: Uh, Cool, in a royal crown bag?
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, these dice and I've got my six-sider, so I'm good.
0: Cool, we had talked about um, possibly all using the exact same prompts because we had talked about doing that once before just to see how everybody writes something
1: different. I think that might actually be fun. I, I so why don't, you roll, why
0: don't you roll for us, and then Lisa will tell us what our stuff is. And yeah. then um,
1: we'll write it down.
0: Uh, I'm going to write it down on a notepad here. Okay. So you go ahead and roll for our first element. Oh, uh, you want me to roll? No, no. Tony, go ahead and roll your dice. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: That's number three. <laughs> number three. Number three.
0: a
2: telephone
0: pole climber.
1: Oh, oh Wow. Okay.
0: Okay, roll again. Okay. Four.
1: All
0: right, so four. He
2: is, uh, this is a trait. And so this character is persnickety.
1: All right. (laughs) And lastly, five. Five
2: we th- we now have a location and this is hiding under a porch
1: all right okay <laughs> oh, <God>. okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the genre is horror but everybody brings their own thing to it i mean we had we did what was it romance or mystery one day and everybody wrote horror <laughs> like how did everything go so wrong <laughs> <laughs> okay so um what we're gonna do is we're gonna res- set the timer for 20 minutes okay uh i'm gonna hit 20 minutes and i will let you all know in 20 minutes when we're done okay okay that's 20 minutes Does any do, do we, <laughs> we want to go a few more minutes
1: i need I like four like more, more. <laughs> okay we'll do five okay sounds good
0: okay and see it's his fault even though i need 10. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay i'm ready oh okay well at
0: least we finish <laughs> i should have kept going <laughs> okay.
1: uh, i don't know if how this is gonna read but who well it was a i know trip. it's like
2: <sighs> all right i'll stop there we'll see
0: okay
1: hey
0: i wonder what my word count is i don't know mine are always really short So there's no telling yeah yeah <laughs> Okay, I'll go first because I never do. Okay. I have no title because, as usual, I'm like, holy crap. We'll see if it makes sense. Okay. Leonard hooked his thumbs in his empty utility belt and considered the porch steps and the little girl standing in front of him. I don't know. Can you look? The little girl's bottom lip began to quiver. The telephone worker let out a sigh. He had three at home just like her, two teenagers and one wife. All three could melt into a puddle of tears at the drop of a hat. (laughs) I've got a lot of work to do, he said. He bopped his head at a spot just a few paces from the house where his tools were laid out on the ground by the pole, all in the order he'd need, all ready for his ascent. He sighed and patted the little girl on the head. I really don't have time. He stepped away from the girl and began to fill the spots on his belt with the tools he'd need for the job. Then he began to climb. As he did, he tried not to look at the girl below him, but he did. She'd taken up a spot on the bottom step, leaning against the top one above her, drawing in the dirt with one of her toes of her bare feet. She took that moment to look up, shield her eyes from the sun with one of her little hands, and flip him off with the other. He ignored her and unlocked the box he'd he'd be working on, digging out the right tools in the right order, concentrating. As the morning wore on and the sun crawled higher in the sky, sweat began to drip into his eyes. He took a moment to stretch his back and take in the view. The roof of the little girl's house, Past at the barn, passed out a field, past that, the wood, the woods. Did you look? It was the little girl's voice again. He glanced down at the porch step. It was empty. Up here. The little girl was hanging out a window. I've been busy, he said. That's okay, the little girl said. Did you find your cat, he asked. She cocked her head and scrunched up her face. What cat? You said you wanted me to help you look for Fluffy, he said. Isn't that a cat? The little girl began to giggle. Then laugh. She pressed a little hand over her face as her body shook. Then she gasped for breath and shook her head. You're so funny. Fluffy isn't a cat. Okay, he said. But then what is Fluffy? My bear. Your bear? (laughs) That made the telephone repair guy laugh. Just like he had when his youngest daughter told him about her imaginary zebra friend named Gertrude. Yeah. Why would you name a bear Fluffy? The man asked. I didn't name her. He nodded, thinking about his silly daughter. So who named her that? She did, the little girl pointed at his feet. Me, he asked. No, her. Playing along, he looked down at the bear clinging to the pole below him. Hello, it said, then it growled. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Okay, who wants to go next?
2: Oh, I'll go. Okay. Good. Mine is uh, a little different. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> Loved all your details okay um well you know i'm just gonna read it because i kind of started and then i backtracked and then i as i was writing the end i thought when i read it out loud, i should just start a little later but i'm just gonna read it okay just read yeah <laughs> the blood pooled on the dirt at De- on denise's left side <clears throat> she peeked out through the slats separating the stair runners she didn't want to take her eyes off of the telephone pole the pole she had just been strapped to with her buckled on shoe spikes and heavy-duty nylon harness under her butt like a playground swing seat. She was halfway up when it happened. Oh, there had been news reports, <clears throat> but conspiracy theories abound, and many fringe groups had, inf- had il- infiltrated the mainstream news media. What's one to believe these days? Her day promised to be a busy one. That put a craw on her side or stuck in her craw or whatever the expression was. She grumbled and spit some profanities as she reviewed her work log. One whole neighborhood was out, probably some bored teens, ought ought to all be sent to juvie. She hadn't even been halfway up the pole when the sounds began. The whip, whip, whip reminded her of a ceiling fan, rhythmic and hypnotizing. She looked around carefully, always best not to be too jerky when hanging precariously off a 20-foot telephone pole. What little she could see proved nothing. What on earth could be making that sound? Somewhat satisfied, it was just her imagination. She had been having some fitful sleeps lately. She continued up the pole. The sound got louder. Whip, whip, whip. This was not funny, and Denise considered just heading back down maybe drinking some Gatorade. Clearly her electrolytes were diminished, but often, but Stan, her boss, would check her damn GPS and ask about the TOJ. Time on job. Crikey. Always about the bottom dollar line with them. No wonder there were so many safety violations. People pushing through steps just to decrease the TOJ. The noise changed just then. Whip, gurgle, whip, gurgle, whip, Now she was worried. It was louder too. It got closer and closer. That was it. She would head down and take the brunt from Stan, TOJ be damned. Just as she pulled one spike from the splintering pole, she felt it, the burning on her left shoulder. Deeper than the pain she had 10 years earlier when she tore her meniscus, her arm fell like a rag doll. Without much thinking, she shoved her foot back into the wood Not not waiting, not wanting to look, but needing to know the extent of whatever it was, she turned her head to the left. The white of her shoulder bone gleamed in the beating sun. Sweat immediately formed on her forehead and the pole she was holding on with just her right hand swayed. Get a grip, Denise told herself. Get down safely. You can worry about this later. Just don't die strapped to a telephone pole. Somehow she made it down awkwardly kicking off one shoe spike and unhooking her carabiner. The pain set in then as, she, as her shock began to thin. She cradled her left arm and her right and jerked her head back and forth for a hiding spot as the whip gurgle started up again. Her truck was the closest, but the windows were smashed. How had she not heard that? An old Victorian with a large wraparound porch was a hundred yards away. She bolted as fast as she could, holding one arm and tiptoeing with the still spiked foot. Now sitting under the porch, thinking that whatever attacked her was skybound, she watched the pool. She watched the um, the pool of blood collect into in the cool, damp dirt under her. Thinking, thinking, thinking. She needed help. She needed a strategy. She ripped the tattered Sleeve from her work shirt and haphazardly tied it with her good arm up around the gaping wound. The throbbing escalated, but there was, but that was the least of her thinking. She had to get to safety, straining, straining to listen for the whip girl and reaching her and racking her brain for an exit route, a different smaller noise poked through her concentration denise heard the whispered ripples of newborn cries afraid to look but knowing she had to she turned to her left and saw to her horror a nest with three eggs the size of soccer balls broken in half three enormous beaks reached past the edge of the nest searching for food searching for
0: mama
1: Oh, that, was, that was genuinely freaking creepy thank you I'll sleep that well was, tonight.
0: that was very good
1: oh. oh my god and i'm supposed to go after that one thanks thanks okay mike that is awesome mine is called all natural uh-huh The beast's foot smacked into the ground next to the porch, its curved nails sculpting rivulets of sand as it moved. Then, almost as if it was teasing him, it tapped one nail impatiently. Son of a bitch wants me dead, Bubba thought. He pressed his body underneath the porch's timbers and hoped hoped for the 10th time in as many minutes that no critters would crawl up his pant legs to gnaw on his nubbins. The The beast snorted. A sound like a muted foghorn, and then it sniffed, its scaled feet tapping impatiently. Shit, Bubba thought, his eyes fixed on the beast's legs. I weren't supposed to be here anyway. It was Bubba's day off, and he had his day fully planned. His Xbox was fired up, a six pack of Miller Lite was at his side, and his buddy Carl had dropped off something called psilocybin mushrooms with him earlier in the morning. You gotta try these, Carl had said, as one good eye lit up wide. They're gonna make the day just awesome. Then Carl left, one butt cheek exposed, as always, in his tattered overalls. Bubba had grinned, sat back, loaded up Fortnite, and had cracked a beer, just cracked a beer when his boss called. Susan's done tore out her phone line again, Steve had asked, had said annoyed. You're gonna have to get out there and fix it. It's my day off, Bubba said. I've been looking forward to this for days. You want a job, you fix this, Steve had answered. And that was that. Bubba had then thrown on his work gear, muttering the entire time and shuffled out to his truck. Then realizing he hadn't eaten any breakfast, he grabbed the bag of mushrooms before he left. It was a long drive to Susan's house and Bubba got hungry in a hurry. He reached into the bag, grabbed a dried mushroom, then popped it into his mouth. Jesus, Bubba yelled, this tastes like an otter's asshole. Still, he was hungry. So he threw on, threw down a couple of packs, excuse me. So he threw on a couple of packs of sweet and low and finished the bag. The beast shifted suddenly and Bubba fought the urge to back away. Don't let it see me move, he thought. That's how I ended up in here. If I move, I'm dead. A wet sound, like a hot dog being dragged through a cooler filled with mud, assaulted his ears. A tentacle smacked against the porch's edge, its suckers grasping towards Bubba's face. His gut tightened, piss-filled his shorts, and he screamed, pushing back frantically from the edge of the squirming mass of flesh. Get! he screamed, hoping his gut didn't have any torpedoes left in the tubes. "'Come on now, get! The creature's feet whirled, then planted it next to each other. There was a huff, a drop of drool onto the dirt, and a smell like rotten flesh. Then slowly, the thing's shadow stretched outwards across the dirt as it leaned down. "'I don't want to see its face,' Bubba thought. His heart pounded and he realized with a sickening dread that those chimichangas he had the night before were about to make him an explosive reappearance. Don't let me see it! Then the thing's face appeared and Bubba shat himself with astonishing aplomb. You okay now? Bubba sat up shocked. Susan sat next to him, one of her dozen or so cats curled around her shoulders. Her silver hair was piled on top of her head like one of those exercise them one of them exercise ladies, and her floral moo moo was stained yellow by years of abuse. I done cleaned your clothes, Susan continued. Boy, what the hell did you eat? You done what now? Bubba asked. He looked down and realized with horror that he was lying in Susan's bed. Did um he pointed at the bed, then grimaced. Did we he smacked his palms together vigorously, each slap making Susan jump. You should be so lucky, Susan said. Now nah, you was tripping balls, son. You done what with my balls now, Bubba asked horrified. You done had a hallucination, son, Susan explained. She held up the bag of mushroom, th- mushrooms. This shit, they'll mess you up. Goddamn Carl, Bubba replied. He hopped out of bed, slipped on his overalls and boots and headed for the door. You still gotta fix my line, Susan called out after him. Bubba ignored her, making his way towards the door. The sound of an Xbox booting up caught his ear and he looked into the living room. Susan had upgraded since the last time he'd been there. A brand new 60 inch TV painted the room in bright green and the bright green of the Xbox logo and the lights of a new Xbox Series X beckoned him. Like it, Susan asked, got it for my grandkids. Bubba looked over at Susan suspiciously you um you got Fortnite? sure susan answered smiling she popped a mushroom into her mouth on a share he, she asked bubba grinned as soon as i fix your line he said then headed out the front door
0: that's awesome <laughs> oh that she... was amazing <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, yeah the the way you can you captured i mean the characterization it's like i could see and hear and like sky was right in front of me that that was
1: awesome Thanks. Thanks. i do not know where that came from <laughs> that was amazing the dialect and the, uh, the the just some of the details the
2: alliteration it was just
1: yeah
0: very good very
2: thank good thank you yeah thank you
1: that was fun yeah <laughs> all, yeah i might clean this one and put it up on my website <laughs> clean up this one all natural <laughs> oh, yeah oh wow that was a blast, and Rick missed that. Darn it! it oh, oh
0: yeah, he'll have to listen later. You have to listen, Rick, and then you'll have to come on next time, Rick.
1: Yes, he will. Um, most to definitely. Be, you know, to, to be fair, Rick, being Rick, he's building computers, low-cost gaming computers for people who can't afford it, so he can give them to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! He's a good yeah. guy. That's that, a yeah, good guy.
1: Good guy. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm as usual. I'm like, oh, I, I'm just in awe. Of what people come up with, I think I need to. <laughs> I need to let myself open up a little more. I think it might be interesting next time to try. We have um, new versions we're doing of all the new volumes we're doing of all the prompt books, and a couple of them are uh, scene building. And I wonder if if I need to work on some scene building, um, because. <laughs> stuff is very basic um and i would like to expand on that i think huh yeah. I,
2: mean, I i i think it could it could definitely do some some fun things for you but i also think just this this raw abandon yeah. And, yeah. and leaning in and i don't think that your stuff is as basic as you think
1: <laughs> yeah it's not i'm, I'm just going to say that you're, yeah. you're being too hard on yourself melissa you're yeah the um
2: I mean that the the relationship you you showed just in I don't even know how many what was it like only two pages and um it, it was it was taught you know like it was just so tight and you have this guy and uh, I mean again uh, just like Tony's you you built enough so that I could see both of these characters especially that little girl I mean she was just precious.
1: Yes, exactly. So,
2: um okay cool you know and I don't think it's as basic as you think and I think that um I think the more you do these because you've talked about this before Melissa where you you start and then you kind of get yourself into this like stuck ramble and then you get that's usually why you're saying at the end I need more time because it took me a while to to get going and think yeah and some of the point is no thinking, right yes,
0: I know Probably. that's the whole point of this is not right. to think and I, and I keep I keep overthinking yeah. and uh, and more, yeah. more of these um and not worrying like don't who cares you know
2: and just just go in and um, and see where it leads and I mean yours led to a really neat um, realistic horror you know of a beer climbing up a pole underneath you you know <laughs> yeah, um,
1: but I, I I totally dug how creepy and dark and malevolent yours was Lisa. I mean, yours that end yes. i can I, that end when she was turning her head i literally saw the camera shots i saw oh, the yeah in the ground her head turning the blood spattered up her neck as she turned and then you could hear the sounds of the rustling and everything and i was like i saw that from what you wrote so yeah same thing it's well, just right.
2: I don't know I you know I kind of had this image of of her being up high and then down low Mm -hmm. and having this injury and not knowing where it came from but I truly didn't until you called that last five minutes Melissa know that there would now be a nest of new creatures Mm -hmm. looking for their mother until that point so sometimes yeah just you know okay well I gotta finish it how do I wrap this up (laughs)
0: yeah you know i think that's that yeah it's important i think to if you're if you're gonna write a short story and, and they do the good thing about short stories is that when you finish one you're like oh my god i finished i finished something i finished something you know and knowing that you need to have an ending and just trying to trying to race toward that ending
1: yeah that's yeah. I, and i one of the things you just said both of you said was that abandon i i I wasn't sure what the monster was when I started. Um, and I just thought, okay, I, I'd like to set him up a little bit. And it was when I did, wrote Carl showing up with psilocybin that I went, oh, I know where this is going.
0: Yeah, <laughs> was uh, like, that was so funny. I, I, I absolutely loved that. I, I tend to, I lean more toward humor in, in things that I write and things that I read. Um, but, but yeah, Lisa, yours just, I, and just like Tony said, I could totally see the shots. I could, I could, it was a movie in my head. While you were reading, I could absolutely see everything that was happening. And it was, um, it was, it was, it was creepy.
1: (laughs) It was absolutely freaking creepy. It was, it was like, I'm a nerd. I run Call of Cthulhu when I, well, I used to before, you know, COVID for a group of friends. And so it was very Lovecraftian to me, this very creeping dread coming up from underneath. And, so yeah
0: regardless it was fun
1: oh yeah it yeah was it blast.
0: was as always it's always so much fun and i i love hearing all the stories that people write and like i always say five or six times a show it's just it's not that i don't expect y'all to be good writers it's just wow the stuff people can come up with in 20 25 minutes some amazing well it's about 30 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know we always start at twenty. I think the first time we did this, we actually stopped at twenty. Oh man, and everybody had a had a finished story. It was crazy. Um, you set
2: the bar, and people will will raise to it like i mean there there you know there's 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 that's true in everything in life, I think you know once the bar is set, you, you will absolutely meet that bar, regardless so yeah you all the stops to get there
0: yeah this is just so much fun um thank you guys for coming on once again no it's my co-author lisa mahoney and our friend tony bruno and yep. i started to call him his different last name i'm like no no i know his life i've known tony for like a zillion years i know his last name uh and uh, we will come back again another day if you are a writer and you would like to join us just drop down to the comments in the show notes. There's a little box that says comments. Click there. Take you over to our YouTube channel. And you can let us know if you would like to join us. And that would be fantastic. And I'm going to thank you both again. And uh,
1: I'll see you all later. See you later. <laughs> and
0: that's it. Thanks for joining us this week. If you have any books that you want to recommend or you would like to join us in a future writing prompt show, go down to those show notes, click on the comment link. It will take you to the YouTube page and you can leave us a message. I will also include the book's cubed email. I always forget to include that. And we're on Instagram. So uh, those are all the places you can go. And uh, I will see you next time. I'll have another great show. And until then, go read a good book.